You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. It's Friday, 12 January. Microsoft briefly overtook Apple as the world's most valuable company last night, but then gave it back. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb Global Headquarters in Johannesburg, South Africa. On the show today, uh, Kerry Witten, uh, he's from Anchor, offshore stock picks that they've got for 2024 from him and his team. Anthony Clark, what's happening with HCI and Impact Oil and Gas? There was a sense announcement on Wednesday. We get him to explain exactly what that all means. And some thoughts from me catching falling knives when buying falling stocks rather wait for the turn this show is brought to you by stanlib visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists stanlib asset management is an authorized financial services provider Morning headlines from MoneyWeb. These two flagship unit trusts have underperformed inflation over the last decade. Looking at you, Old Mutual and Nedbank. Business day, pick and pay appoints a new team to fix the business. Sean Summers says focus will be on making decisions at local level. Morning markets, uh, the US was mixed with the S&P off 0.1% and NASDAQ up is 0.2%. Over in the east, it's mostly green. We've got Sydney up 0.2%, Tokyo up 1.1%, Hong Kong is the red, off 0.2%, and Tencent is up 1.1%. Commodities mixed, uh, gold 2038, Brent 7901, those were the green. On the red, platinum 928, palladium 999, Rand 1860, Bitcoin 46,100 and top 40 opening call, a red open but 30 points down. That is what, 0.05 of a percent. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Chain now with uh, Karen Witten. He is from Anchor, of course. Karen, appreciate the early morning. Some of your uh, stock picks for 2024. We're looking at offshore stocks here. Um, I'll run through the list and then we'll, we'll, we'll see how many we can get through before time gets us. Estee Lauder, uh, Rento, Kill, Scottish Mortgage, uh, Citigroup and Starbucks. Let's start with Estee Lauder. It's a stock which comes up often from, from investors saying there is certainly value here and is quite a, a, a faved stock. And the, I don't want to say it's not it's not luxury in the sense of 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 uh, Richmond or any or H M L V M H, but certainly it is uh, I suppose spoiling oneself to a degree. Good morning, Simon, to all the listeners, and um, a very happy New Year to everyone. So yeah, um, as you said, Estee Lauder it has traditionally traded it is not quite a luxury goods company, but um, it does trade well north of thirty historically. And at the moment, uh, it's even though it's on very depressed earnings, it's on a PE of uh, probably about 40. But if earnings are going to recover as we suspect they are, then we think that the PE will be below 20 times within the next three years. And, um, you know, ultimately, our thesis around this company is is due to the fact that it has a proven track record mm-hmm. of uh, long-term resilience. It's been around for 77 years. <laughs> and, and we do now think that there, unfortunately, is a perfect storm for the company, which obviously does create opportunities. Mm-hmm. This, this storm I'm referring to is largely around China, um, no surprises, because uh, they have built up a large travel retail business over the years. It consists about 27% of their overall sales, but there has been significant weakness in this market due to uh, China's economy still unable to get out of first gear. And this has now led to a six-quarter slump in earnings, which is 
a bit longer than um, previous slumps in earnings for Estee Lauder. But uh, we have observed that historically there is a short earnings dip every few years, and this does create a very good entry point for buying the share. Um, and there are a few other issues playing the company. Of course, there's the destocking cycle due to high levels of inventory again across Asia mostly, mm. um, and then some and then some reselling practices whereby uh, resellers sell items at a heavy discount. And earnings have therefore almost halved from its peak in 2021. Um, uh, but we think that the first signs of an earnings recovery are not too far away. And, uh, and we think that the turnaround has basically begun and that destocking events do not last forever. And once the market does regain some confidence in Estee Lauder, uh, I'm very confident that there will be a re-rating in this valuation. And I think it's also important to note that last year, the market was very unforgiving of earnings misses. Yeah. And, and this company is certainly unloved by the market currently. And it's no doubt a contrarian call, but we are backing this turnaround and believe that there's never been a more attractive time to own a company that, truth be told, we've been wanting to, to own for quite a while. I, I take your point. And, and opportunity comes from time to time. And when it does, you need to, to grab it. Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. And I'm going to be quite frank with you. It's a company which I've heard the name many times. I've never dug into what they do, except I assume that they're a mortgage lender in Scotland. But I could even be wrong about that. So, so Simon, I'm, I'm happy that I can provide some education, <laughs> I guess, because it actually has nothing to do with mortgages at all. Um, and, and it's... And it's, and it's actually, it's only linked to, to Scotland is that it's managed by Bailey, uh, Bailey Gifford. Uh, okay. And it's actually, it's actually over 100 years old. So it's been around for a long time. It's the largest closed-end investment trust in the UK. Um, and so basically it holds about 90 companies currently in, inside the trust. And, and the philosophy of, of holding these companies, is, it's definitely a growth bias uh, focusing on innovative companies and then holding them for, for the long term. Mm. And so the largest holdings currently are, are the chip maker ASML, uh, Mercado Libra, the South American e-commerce mm. company, uh, NVIDIA, Amazon and Tesla. But now what makes this trust really unique and something that excites us a lot is the fact that about 25% of its current NAV consists, uh, net asset value, sorry, consists of uh, unlisted private companies which is very unique. Uh, and, and these include Elon Musk's SpaceX and uh, ByteDance, which is the holding company of TikTok. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, most, and, and, you know, most investors obviously cannot hold these companies. And this trust does allow you to gain exposure here. And a very interesting point that the fund managers have made is that growth companies uh, today require less capital than they, than they required before to grow. And as a result, they are, they are staying private for longer because they no longer yeah. need that inflow of cash from investors. And this means that most investors who invest in the public markets are unable to access most of the upside from these growth companies. Uh, and then, you know, I think this is also a slight tactical call on our behalf because the returns of last year were, were largely driven by the seven large cap growth shares offshore, mm-hmm. whilst we feel the rest of growth did lag behind. And, and this is unashamedly a call on the belief that the rest of growth simply has to play catch up. And, um, we do think as well that there's there's been this much from a slight macro call. There's been this much anticipated economic slowdown that is maybe going to occur this year, maybe not. But if it does occur, it will definitely be accompanied by falling interest rates. 
And these longer duration growth companies that the trust holds are more sensitive to interest rates than actual underlying economic growth. We have done some some um, research on this recently. Uh, and therefore, we think an economic slowdown could in actual fact help drive the valuation of these sorts of growth companies uh, due to these falling rates. And, and then it's also another important point is that it's historically traded at, at a premium uh, to its net asset value, yep. but it's still trading at a discount. And, oh, and this shows okay. us, you know, this shows us that the sentiment has still not uh, turned positive in, in this share. And we are very excited by the portfolio of companies that are, that is held and, and the potential for valuation uplift we think is, is quite astounding. Uh, and it's something that could offer uh, tremendous returns for the patient investor, I, I think, in years to come. Yeah, and certainly I did learn stuff. Not Scotland, not mortgages, rather SpaceX and 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 and, and Byte Dance. But we we'll leave that there. The others was Rentico Initial, uh, and as I said, in Citigroup and Starbucks. Uh, Karen Witten, anchor. Really appreciate the early morning. If seagulls were harder dars who could afford to retire to the coast, what kind of bird would you be? Would you soar over the savannah or chase summer around the globe? You see, even when you stop working, your money won't. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. I'm chatting with Anthony Clark, independent analyst. You find him on the Twitters, Small Talk Daily. Anthony, appreciate the time. In a very quiet news week, we did have a sense announcement earlier in the week from HCI about their stake in Impact Oil and Gas. Let's go back in a bit of history. As I understand this, HCI has got a stake in Impact Oil and Gas or one of their fields, and they've got a couple of fields around Southern Africa. Yeah, hi, Simon. Firstly, a very happy new year to you. May it be a prosperous one to you and your listeners. Yes, the impact oil and gas story is quite interesting. We need to unpack this succinctly. Mm. HCI, or Hoskins Consolidated Investments, as we know, is an investment holding company with diverse assets in gaming, hotels, leisure, and transport. And hidden away amongst this asset base was an indirect stake in some exploration blocks off the Namibian coast and the southern coast of southern Africa. And it was around Valentine's Day 2022 when some people got very excited in London, when some news emanated that uh, Total Energy, the giant French energy company, mm-hmm. had potentially hit one of the largest light crude deposits the world has seen in many, many years. Now, why that's interesting is Impact Oil and Gas is 49% owned by HCI. And then the Canadian-listed oil company, Africa Oil, also has a stake. So between Africa Oil and HCI, they have 81% of Impact Oil and Gas. And Impact Oil and Gas had about a 20% stake in that field, which means that HCI indirectly had just under 10% stake in the Venus exploration tract off the coast of Namibia. When that news started popping up in the market in February 2022, the HCI share price which was just recovering from COVID and the hangover of nobody spending money at casinos, hotels, et cetera, et cetera, was laboring around 80 to 85 rand a share. As soon as that oil news started to bubble out from London, and then HCI itself issued a very innocuous sense 
towards the end of February 2022, the share price ran to between 120 and 150 rand as the tinge of oil suddenly sparked the market as to what this deposit and stake could potentially be worth. Johnny Copeland, the CEO at the uh, HCI AGM in September 2023, himself indicated the stake could potentially be worth a billion dollars. Yeah. And back of the market, very, very excited and caused the share price of HCI to run at one point to 250 rand. Not a bad gain if you were in at <laughs> under 80 rand before Valentine's Day 2022. So that's the basic background. One of the largest oil discoveries in the world has been made by the French which a South African holding company has an indirect stake before the deal that was announced yesterday of just under 10%. And now we can get on to the deal. Yeah, because that's the point. I mean, finding oil is the great thing. The hard part's now making it viable and the like. What was the sense? Because the sense that came out, when was it? It was Wednesday, talking around a very, it didn't say much. In fact, it said almost nothing at all. I know you went onto the, the conference calls and the like. My sense had been, and maybe I'm completely wrong, that HCI was actually looking to perhaps dilute or offload their stake. Yeah, you are completely right. Uh, again, from the, uh, the narrative that the company itself gave to investors, again, at the AGM last year, and even at a broker luncheon in early December, which uh, I uh, was privy to, mm. they indicated that the cautionary that came out in late November uh, pertains to them potentially selling that, that stake in impact oil and gas to monetize the assets. Now, HCI has got quite a lot of debt at its core, yeah. and the market was salivating at the thought of a, of a large cash infusion, you know, neutralizing central debt, and perhaps providing capital for uh, expansion to other areas. What we saw in the uh, cautionary's um, removal on Wednesday is that they've completely changed their mind. And through a series of convoluted announcements from HCI, which said basically nothing, to Impact Oil and Gas, which said a little something. And then if you went to the Canadian website of Africa Oil, which is listed in Toronto, they said a great deal. And what they've decided to do as the stakeholders in Impact Oil and Gas is what's called a farm-out carryover. Yeah. What that basically means for the layman is they have been given a, a check for $99 million to cover their costs to date for the drilling and the basic work of exploring this large deposit off the coast of Namibia. Now, you mentioned earlier that oil exploration and production is extremely expensive. Billions of dollars will be needed to be spent to get the barrels of oil from underneath the seabed, you know, into tankers mm. somewhere onshore. HCI certainly does not have the money to do that. Neither does Impact Oil and Gas, neither does Africa Oil. So what they've basically done is they've done a deal with Total Energy, who is the main partner in the well, saying, you know what? We will do a carryover where we will take a loan from you. You can fund all the ongoing exploration and production costs, which could be billions. Mm -hmm. And rather than us putting in further money, which we actually don't have, we will dilute our stake by 50%. And when you start producing oil, we will use the proceeds of our share to repay the loan. And once the loan is repaid, we will then have a free carry. They will end up owning roughly 10% of one of the largest oil discoveries in the world, of which HCI's indirect stake will be just under 5%. So quite frankly, it's a de-risking deal. Yes, they've lost half their stake, but they don't have to put a single cent yeah. in. They can sit back and wait for the ride. And that's it. I mean, sure, some cash would have been nice. You mentioned HCI's got debt. You know, Johnny Copeland's a deal maker. He could find something to do with that money. But they find themselves in a very nice position now, is my sense. They've got this completely de-risked. I mean, maybe it ends up being worth nothing. But if it ends up being worth anything, they're in the pound seat here. 
Yeah, what was very interesting, again, from the AGM, you know, if they did sell the stake for a billion dollars, you know, they would have got a large cash infusion. And that was mm. the main reason why the HCI share price ran up last year and the main reason why it's fallen 10% in the last couple of days. Interestingly, the investors in Africa Oil, who are the partners in the mm. Venus field, that share price in the last couple of days is up about 8%. So clearly, the offshore investors are seeing this in a much different fashion compared to the short-termist JSE investors, who perhaps were looking for short-term cash gratification, where perhaps international investors are seeing the significance of this large oil deposit and the potential royalties and dividend streams in the years ahead. They mentioned yesterday it might be five to seven years until they actually start you know, getting money out of the uh, seabed, but then it'll start rolling. This could be one of the largest fines we have seen in many, many years. So uh, HCI clearly has taken the longer-term game. And as you correctly mentioned, Johnny uh, Copeland, the CEO, is nothing if a consummate dealmaker. Yeah. And he must have uh, worked his slide rule and done his magic as to what would have been best for the underlying union shareholders in HCI and, of course, the long-term shareholders in uh, the company. And they decided to do the carryover. Yeah, and let's be clear, Johnny Copeland's one of those long-term shareholders. And I, I take the point, you, know, you might not get much from it. It's going to take some time, but it's potentially significantly larger. Anthony Clark, you're a star. That will make sense to us. You find him on the Twitters, Small Talk Daily. Appreciate the time. Your money can do more when it's investing with conviction. Our partnership with J.P. Morgan Asset Management gives you access to in-depth, broad market research and high-return investment strategies. So invest in a select set of companies with long-term structural growth potential with Stanlib's Global Growth Fund. Seek more returns at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. Some Friday thoughts from me on uh, catching falling stocks. There's a stock you like, or perhaps there's just a stock that grabs your attention because suddenly it is collapsing. Most oftentimes, folks are running, but sometimes you know, in the transaction capital, people were running. But, for example, pick and pays, folks are like, oh, yes, we like that. And they're buying it at 35, 30, 25, and then it gets to 20. The question is always, how far can a stock fall? Well, we don't know. I mean, Okay, can't go below zero. Zero is the absolute bottom. But until it's at zero, we simply don't know how far it can fall. So careful of trying to call that bottom. My advice to folks is rather go and wait for reversal. Learn some classic chart patterns for reversals. They're not perfect signs, not by any stretch of imagination. But they're way better than buying a stock that just keeps on falling. They'll give you a slight edge in terms of saying, hang on, this actually looks like maybe this is a, a, an, an end of that collapse rather than simply trying to use guesswork. That's it for today. A poll uh, up today on LinkedIn and uh, Twitter is around that HCR impact oil and gas deal. Uh, and, and quite simply, I mean, do, you, do you prefer the strategy which Johnny Copeland has taken where basically he's saying, you know what, we won't take the big amount of cash now will take a much bigger amount of cash in many years to, to come uh, you can have your vote you can have your say linkedin and twitter and our question yesterday we've been chatting with uh, jimmy muyaha we're talking about sasso as it had pretty much given back all the gains that it made in late last year back at three year lows we asked if there's a value here almost half said hard to tell I think that's certainly, those Jimmy's as well. It's like, yeah, there's value, but where's that value? The third said holding tight and the rest said, no, it's all gloom. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. 
Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning on the MoneyWeb website in the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie, Nobokle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their time. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again Monday, 2024 for investors. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.